Welcome to an all new episode of The Fanatic with your host, David Patrick. Since uh, many of us are still in quarantine, um, I decided to um, talk, make a list of my five favorite um, Super Bowls. Um, and I'm going to do a countdown um, from five to one. And I'm going to rank, in my opinion, my five favorite. Not necessarily the best games per se, but my five favorite that I remember um, watching. The only reason I decided to do five is because, you know, New England won six of the ones in my lifetime, and I don't want to choose any of those, so I'm just going to do my top five, and then that'll be it for today. Let's get started. All right, starting at number five, Super Bowl 40. And yes, I am biased, and I like Pittsburgh, so of course I'm going to include this one on the list. But the only reason why it's so low um, at number five is because we played like complete crap. I mean, we really didn't deserve to win that game. Um, Ben was in his second season. um, He took us to a 15 wins his rookie year before we lost to New England in the championship game. And then, um, yeah, so second year, he uh, he was a little bit better. Still a game manager, although we did have a good offensive coordinator in Wisenhunt. Primarily, we were just a run-first team, played great defense, and, of course, our defense was one of the best um, that season, and historically one of the better ones we've ever had. So let's be honest, they really did carry us um, to the game, although... It was not easy. We had one of the hardest schedules that year, and um, our road to get there was pretty difficult. We had to play the Bengals in the wild card. Great game. I remember um, playing them on the road. Uh, Carson Palmer getting injured really early on, and then when Kitna came in, we kind of took over on defense and really shut the door on them. They did not really score. Much at all in that game. The divisional game, that game almost gave me a heart attack. Playing the Colts at home in Indianapolis. It's on the road. And in a hostile environment, loud environment, playing against Peyton Manning, who, of course, was known as a choker. But um, it was a tough game. We got out to a quick lead up. Want to say eighteen to ten? No, eighteen. Yeah, eighteen to ten. And then they came back, tied it up, two point conversion. Um, so we're up twenty one eighteen, and we drive down. I'm thinking, oh man, we're at the goal line. It's over with. Give it to the bus. Touchdown. Game over. Ice the game. Well, for don't imagine what happened. He gets the handoff, tries to plow through everybody, and Gary Brackett, I believe, punches the ball right out of his hands. I had never seen that before in my life up to that point. I'm sitting there, eight years old, freaking out, about to cry that this just happened. Perfect hit, right on the ball, jarred it out. And I'm thinking, oh crap, it's over with. He's in a Nick Harper's going to scoop it and score it, and it's over with. We lost. Well, fortunately, two things were in our favor in that play. 
One, he was an idiot for not running down the sideline, but instead running down the middle of the field, which made no sense whatsoever. But also, his girlfriend had stabbed him the night before, I believe, so his leg was not fully um, healthy because he had just gotten stabbed. Well, that kind of slowed him down a little bit, but two... Like I said, I don't know why the heck he's running down the middle of the field, but he did. And he is running down the middle of the field, Ben's backtracking, backtracking. I'm thinking, oh God, he's our last resort. Makes an incredible once in a million, once in a lifetime shoestring tackle to save our tails. I'm thinking, all right, maybe the defense can hold. We get out of here with a miracle win. Well, Manning does his thing, drives him down to about the 30-ish yard line. 43-yard field goal, I believe. Banner Chat had not missed all year. Perfect indoors, perfect everywhere that season. So I'm thinking, crap, it's over with. But fortunately for us, the announcers had put the graphic up and said, oh, he hasn't missed a kick all year. And what does he do? He shanks it right by like 20, 20 feet. I'm freaking out, running around, thinking, let's go, we got this now. Incredible. I had one of the biggest choke kicks I've ever seen in my life. Fortunately, we won that game. Still don't know how he missed it, but hey, we take it. Take a win however you can get it. So then we go on to Denver, and I'm thinking, all right, you know, Denver just beat New England the week before, so this could be a tough game. They had a decent squad. Plummer was having one of his best years. Shanahan's a co- the coach, so, you know, he's going to have a pretty decent game plan. Well, defense shot him down, basically, and we kind of we rolled pretty much in that game, too. So here we are playing the Seahawks, Super Bowl Forty, Improbable. Who would have thought Seattle would have made it? But fortunately for them, Romo freaking messed the snap up in their playoff game, and... Tried to run the ball in and screwed up. So we're playing the Seahawks. I'm thinking, okay, you know, I don't really know a whole lot about them. I only got Hasselback, decent. Alexander was like MVP level in his prime those three or four seasons during that time. So I'm like, all right, he can be difficult to contain. But I'm like, we have the best defense. We should be fine. As long as Ben doesn't screw up and just manages the game, we should be fine. And like I said, we played like crap. I mean, we won 21 to 10, but it was not pretty. I think Ben's rating was 32, 37. It was atrocious. He threw at least one interception that I know of. I don't even think he had 200 yards. And our best play was Randall Elda Ward. So our best play all game passing was receiver to receiver. And then, of course, Willie Parker's 75-yard run, which was incredible. One of the perfectly executed runs I've ever seen in my life. It was incredible. Like, no one touched him. It was beautiful, glorious. And then, of course, Ben had a one-yard sneak. But other than that, it was mostly our defense that shut the door. Um, But, yeah, Ben played like crap. Our defense really won us that game. And Ward was MVP, of course, but... He didn't really do a whole lot. So it wasn't really a game where you could have really picked an MVP. Hollow Parker probably deserves some mentions at least, but 
Overall, yeah, we play like crap. And quite frankly, the Seahawks got screwed, in my opinion. Their fans will say it to this day, and I, I agree with it, too. Um, yeah, they got a lot of points taken off the board, which really would have changed the swung the momentum for sure. Um, I know one of their first TD drives, I, I say that sarcastically, but um, Jeremy Stevens, I think it was, pushes off, quote-unquote, our safety and no, it, it was not the right call whatsoever. He didn't even extend his arm or anything. Shouldn't have been called. Madden, Al Michaels, they're like, there is no way that's a, that's a foul. It wasn't. It wasn't. So, three points. There's three points instead of seven right there. Another player that I really didn't understand that gave us a cheap touchdown was Ben sneaking the ball in the end zone. He did like a little rollout. QB die, draw type of type of play. And I'm like, all right, there's no way he's getting this. So he like tries to run and jump over people and he like gets tripped and falls. So I'm thinking, all right. He didn't, he was well short, like a yard, half a yard short. And he's just laying there on the ground and then he extends the ball over. He's already down. So I'm like, all right, there's no way they're getting, they're giving us that one. They call touchdown. I'm like sitting there like, are you kidding me right now? Some re, some way, somehow, they counted that. And I'm like, all right, it goes to replay. I'm like, there's no way they're not going to overturn this. They gave it to us. And I'm just sitting there scratching my head thinking, what the heck? So, all right, you know, they're giving us some good calls today, I guess. Holmgren's mad. Seattle's mad. I get that. I would be mad, too. So I'm thinking, okay, this is odd. Very, very odd. But, um, whatever. You know, we'll take it. We'll take it. And that gave us an extra seven. And then the other play that really defined everything, we intercept Matt Hasselbeck. And I forget who it was exactly who did it. But um, they're running their back. Hasselbeck dives at somebody's legs. I think one of our lead blockers to try to like break the play up and <laughs> force the guy to cut back inside where there was um, tacklers. They call it like an illegal chop block or something i'm like there that is it made no sense like he's trying to make a tackle so i don't i did not understand that it's like it was a free 15 yards i believe i want to say that's the one that set up the randall reverse touchdown not sure offhand if anybody knows or watched that game i was like eight so i really don't remember but yeah so really we got screwed they got screwed we got a lot of benefits in that game, a lot of calls that went our way, and that's why it's so low in my my list. Um, we play like crap, like I said. Ben did not manage the game that well at all. Defense carried him, but overall, it was our fifth Super Bowl, first one in my lifetime. So I was happy. I was a kid. I was freaking out. I was so happy, but definitely wasn't one of the best we've ever had by far. It was really sloppy, and our defense really won us the game. They shut down Sean Alexander and really shut down Hasselback as well. It was great overall performance, but not good enough to put put them higher, even though I am a Pittsburgh fan. Just can't do it. All right, next up is number four, Super Bowl 44 between the Colts and Saints. So, yeah, another Really awesome game, one of my favorites, because one, Peyton Manning lost and proved that he's a choker, although a lot of people still deny that. 
but they're idiots. Anyway, great game. Saints got their first Super Bowl win ever. First appearance, first win. Three years removed from a terrible hurricane. So, awesome story. I'm a huge Drew Brees fan. So, I was ecstatic as well. Um, I love him. I think he's great. Coming back from that surgery on his shoulder. A lot of people didn't think he'd be anything. Proved everybody wrong. Also short, so he's always had a chip on his shoulder. And that's pretty awesome. So, as I mentioned, you got the Saints. Uh, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, Colston, Shockey, Bush, Thomas. Yeah. One of the decent offensive teams that year. And the Colts, of course, you got Carson, Gonzalez, Adai, Clark. I mean, the typical squad that Manny's really, really had. Um, no Harrison, though. Wayne, yes. So, early on, I thought the Colts were going to really run away with the game. Although, Garcon had a couple cl clutch drops that really kept the Saints um, in the game. But, really, the defining moment in that game, and one of my favorite moments, was the second half. The beginning of the second half. Saints are cut the kickoff, and I'm thinking, alright, you know, they're still in this, sort of. That's really who I was wanting to win, um, just because of what happened and because I love Drew Brees, and it was our first time I really wanted to win. But that call to onside kick was incredible. I mean, never in my life have I seen anything that gutsy in a Super Bowl. I mean, wow. Like, who even decides to do that? Because if that doesn't work... You're screwed. Manning gets the ball, short field. And even he's not going to choke this one away. It works. They drive down, score. And then the rest is really history. Um, They got out to a lead, up seven. Manning's driving. Everyone's thinking, oh, he's going to tie the game up. Going to go into OT or whatnot. And I'm just like, well, I mean, history says he's going to choke. Right on cue, throw the pick six to Tracy Porter, who jumped the route. Nobody catches him, takes one to the house, game over. Saints win the Super Bowl. Breeze is MVP, and deservedly so. Had a great game. Had a wonderful game. And rest is real history. Manning choked and really proved that he is not postseason material, especially in the Super Bowl. More, about, more INTs and TDs. And overall, just a choker. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, he's got two rings. One was his defense. The other one, he was playing the freaking Bears. I mean, come on, give me a break. The Bears were freaking had Rex Grossman. Can't beat that. There's something wrong. But overall, yeah, seeing the Saints win was incredible. I hate the Colts. I don't like Manning. I think he's overrated. But seeing Breeze win for the first time and only time thus far was awesome considering everyone doubted them. Everyone doubted the Saints. The Hurricane just about destroyed everyone's morale. But they're like, you know what? We're doing this anyway. We're doing this for everyone. And overall, the game was fairly, fairly decent. I had a lot of good moments in that game. But nothing more clutch than Tracy Porter's pick six. And nobody stepping up for one play. And 
sealing the deal. I mean, that was incredible. I don't know what Manning saw. I don't know if he didn't expect him to be there or what. But he threw it right to him, and he took one of the house. Something many people had no clue or even could imagine would have happened. But nonetheless, it did. And they went on and won their first ever Super Bowl. So, like I said, this is number four. Partly because it's not any of my favorite teams or any teams I really do like. But I did love Breeze. They had a good run that year. And he won his first Super Bowl after everyone doubted him and thought he would never be the same again. Which I think is incredible. So, pass off to him. Props to him. Proud of him. Still love him to this day. He's a first ballot Hall, Hall of Famer. And he went to Purdue. So, that makes him awesome. And his legacy has already been submitted. 70 plus thousand passing yards. Just about every passing record you can think of this man possesses at this time. And you gotta think when he finishes, he's gonna have every record, or just about every record, but unless Tom Brady has anything to say about that. But overall, the man's a legend, and he's just, he's just incredible. Coming back from a shoulder injury that nobody said would be possible, he's like, I'm proving you all wrong. And he's under, he he's six foot, so he's short. And a lot of people doubted that too. But he really paved the way for guys like Russell Wilson. Guys that are small but have huge hearts and know how to get the job done when it matters. And he certainly did in Super Bowl 44. And that is awesome. And I am so glad I was able to watch that game. And so glad that he was able to get the job done. And make history and make Saints history. And they'll forever be grateful that he was able to pull that off. And I think that's awesome. So there you go. Have it. There you go. That is number four on the countdown. Number three is coming up right after this. All right, next up on the list is Super Bowl 48. And I'm talking about Super Bowl 48, um, Seattle and Denver, back in 2014. So why is this number three? Well, once again, not one of my favorite teams, but I was a huge believer in, in Seattle. I love their defense, one of the best defenses in the modern era. Russell Wilson is my guy. I love him to death. He's a great person, great quarterback. And they just obliterated the crap out of the Broncos and Peyton Manning, which was awesome. People were hyping it up, saying, oh, the best offense versus the best defense who's going to win. A lot of people thought, oh, Denver's still probably going to win. Well, Seattle's like not so fast. We have the best defense. And we're going to hold you to eight points and beat you by 35, which... Even I didn't predict necessarily, but I do remember telling people that it's not going to be as close as you think it's going to be. Seattle defense is going to dominate and going to own Peyton Manning, and they did. He choked once again, submitted himself as one of the biggest choke artists in postseason history right then and there. And you, you had to see it coming. I mean, first play of the game, snap over his head, safety two points. My dad's like, oh, this game's over with. And I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. But it certainly 
Yeah, it certainly looked that way. And really, other than a garbage touchdown in the fourth quarter to get eight, they literally were not in the game at any point in time. But I think they were overrated. You had all these weapons. You had Thomas. You had Welker. You had all these weapons. Thomas tied in. Um, yeah, and then... Seattle's like, we're going to expose you. And they exposed them. Winning by 35. It was one of the lowest rated Super Bowls ever. But it was one of the most exciting for me. A lot of scoring for Seattle. Harbin's kickoff account was awesome. Their defense was awesome. Malcolm Smith pick six was awesome. Sherman had a nice interception. They just had all around amazing performance. One of the best I had seen. One of the most one-sided games I've ever seen. Usually a number one O versus number one D game does not go like that. But Seattle was on a mission that year. And they were able to pull it off. And that was awesome. Loved their defense. Loved Wilson. Loved Richard Sherman. Loved Chancellor. Loved Little. Earl Thomas, I mean, not Little. And, yeah, I mean, historically one of the best defenses I've ever seen in my lifetime. And for the modern era to be that dominant, that's just incredible with all the rule changes and all the stupid stuff you got to deal with now. That was pretty awesome. But also semi-improbable. I mean, we knew they had the defense, but they had Marshawn Lewis, but not too many people expected much more than that. At least I didn't necessarily, but they had a, good re- they had a decent receiving core. Baldwin was good. Harvin was good. I mean, he wasn't concussed. And when he was healthy, as he was in that Super Bowl, he proved how valuable he was. But fortunately, he could not stay healthy. Too many concussions and other injuries that really really forced him to retire early, unfortunately. But, hey, like I said, Peyton Manning got exposed again. More more INTs and TDs in that game. Looked lost, looked under his pressure, looked scared. He just folded up like a tent, let's be honest. He, he, He choked. That's like... We all figured he would. A lot of people, his lovers, would say no. But I know better. He's a choker in the story. But, yeah, like I guess Seattle's on a mission that year. Um, championship game against 49ers. Who who, uh, who could forget that? Richard Sherman, his rant was awesome. The man talks a lot, but he backs it up, which is why I always loved him. And I think that was awesome. If you can back it up, talk it. Talk it like you walk it. But, um, and he's intelligent. He went to Stanford. I mean, come on. The man is a genius, and he talks, but he backs it up. And definitely, definite Hall of Famer, for sure. And really, that kind of proved Wilson as a quarterback. Yeah, they said, oh, Will's defense carried him all this stuff. Well, his, his offense outscored his defense in that game. I mean, come on. Wilson made some good plays, good throws, and he, he did what he needed to do to win. I mean, he managed the game, but he also scored 43 freaking points. I mean, 14 of them were special teams and defense, but the other, like, 29 of it was field goals and touchdown drives. So, clearly he didn't just get carried, but his defense did help him out tremendously, and... That's something to definitely mention, but why was this incredible and one of my favorites? Seattle's first ever win. I love when first-time winners win the Super Bowl. My team's not in it, and it was awesome seeing a defense dominate against the best offense and against the god, quote-unquote, people call Peyton Manning. 
So it was awesome. Great to see it. Love seeing him choke. Love seeing them expose him. And it was great to see Seattle get it done. And Wilson won in his second year as well, just like Ben did. And I thought that was pretty incredible too. So it's awesome. I'm glad he was able to do that. And for the rest was history. I mean, one of the best performances I've ever seen. A lot of people said it was boring. I thought it was exciting. I watched the whole thing. I didn't turn it off. I enjoyed it. If you're a Denver fan, you probably didn't. But who cares about you? I loved it. That's all that matters. It's my list, not your list. So if you don't agree with it, that's too freaking bad. You can make your own list and post about it. Make your own podcast about your favorite, whatever, if you're butthurt about it. But anyway, incredible game. Peyton Manning choked. Seattle won. Russell Wilson got his first ring and only ring to this point. A lot of people said they should have repeated. They should have. Hand off the Marshawn. He scores. Game over. Repeat champions. Wasn't meant to be, unfortunately, but Seattle still had an amazing run that year. One of the best defenses in history, really. And that was what was incredible about the whole thing. And I am proud to say that is my third favorite Super Bowl of all time. Coming up, number two. All right, number two, Super Bowl 52. Why is this number two? Because it's the freaking Eagles winning their first Super Bowl, but they're beating the Patriots too. 41-33, one of the most incredible playoff runs you'll ever see with Nick Foles. One of my all-time favorite players, great guy, great person, great on the Eagles, great in the playoffs. I mean, incredible. What he was able to do was amazing. Outplaying Tom Brady, winning the MVP, and shocking the entire world. I mean, who the heck thought this would even be possible? A guy that played with them before, got cut, went to the Rams, went to the Chiefs, was thinking, oh, I don't know if I should ever play again. I'm not really, I just don't know. Should I quit? Doug Peterson calls him and says, hey, man, come back, be the backup for Wentz, mentor him, etc., whatever. And he's like, all right, you know, something's telling him to go back. So he goes back, end of the season comes along, Wentz gets hurt, people are freaking out, thinking, well, the season's over with. Foles comes in, plays well. Still, they got to play wild card weekend, and people are thinking, well, I'm not sure how this is going to look. Play the Falcons. Plays decent. They win. They obliterate the Vikings. I mean, that was great. And then, yeah, they didn't have to play in the wild card that we had on, I don't think. But, yeah, Seattle. Not Seattle, but, yeah, they obliterated the Vikings, which a lot of people thought was kind of surprising because their defense was pretty good. But um, the Eagles defense played great. In that postseason, for sure. And Foles really, man, just stepped up when he needed to. One of the most improbable playoff runs by a backup that I've ever seen. I was freaking out during the game, thinking, oh my goodness. And it was a shootout, so fans of offense were enjoying it. I was enjoying it. The Philly special, man, 
the past the polls. That was freaking awesome. One of the gutsiest, not necessarily gutsiest, but one of the best play calls I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. That was awesome. Foles deserved it. And now he's forever a legend in Philadelphia. They should erect a gold statue of him, just like they have a statue of Rocky. Put a statue of Nick Foles right next to it. I think they should. I think it was awesome seeing them win for the first time. I'm their first time winner. And they beat New England, which makes everything sweeter. It's good to see him win. Good to see Foles win. Like I said, you can't say enough about what he was able to accomplish during this time. Undecided on his future. Thought, hey, I'll come back. Ends up coming in late in the season. Getting them to the playoffs. Beating the Falcons. Beating the Vikings. Going to the Super Bowl and outplaying Tom Brady. Tom Brady gets outplayed by a backup quarterback. Not just any backup. Nick freaking Foles, man. Nick Foles. Who would have thought? I still find it hard to believe that he was able to do that. But he did. And I think a lot of people are going to remember that one forever. I know I will. The backup and beat Brady. It's incredible. And it further showed that Tom Brady really can't beat the NFC East in the Super Bowl. I mean, he beat the Eagles the first time when they had McNabb. But since then, two losses to the Giants, a loss to the Eagles. 0-3 in his last three against the NFC East. 1-3 overall. Or 1-4 overall, if you will. But, yeah. Uh, he just struggles for some reason against the NFC East. I don't know why. But Nick Foles played out of his freaking mind. He looked like a Hall of Famer in that game. And he deserved MVP. Some of his throws were incredible. Like, you don't expect somebody like him to make. But he did. He was dropping dimes. and I just, It was incredible. Unbelievable. Philadelphia's defense played pretty well, more or less, too. They got the clutch stops when they needed to, and they just played out of their minds in general. I mean, the underdog mindset they had going into the season, especially into the playoffs, was really what drove them, in my opinion. The fact that they were able to get there and just play as good as they did, drop 41 on the England's defense, which most teams really wasn't, wasn't able to do during that year. So it makes it super special. I like I said, I just can't believe it. Still, I can't really believe it that a guy like Foles would outplay Brady and win the Super Bowl. And get Philadelphia their first ever ring, and he'll forever be immortalized in Philadelphia. Now, unfortunately, he's going to rot in Chicago, but, hey, you know, that's kind of what happens. You're a journeyman quarterback who stepped up one season, one playoff season, and just freaking lit it up, man. I mean, what else can you say about this guy? Truly a legend. Won't be a Hall of Famer, but he'll be a Hall of Famer in my heart. So that's all that matters. Any of you Eagles fans listening, I'm sure you have posters of him or... Something. I mean, he's he's a legend, living legend now, and should definitely have a statue right next to Rocky. But overall, 
I mean, there's not really much more I can say. It was a great game. One of the highest rated games I had seen. One of the best games I've seen competitively. And New England lost. It was a win-win for everybody, in my opinion. Like, everyone who hated New England was happy. Everyone that loved Philadelphia was happy. I was happy. I love first-time winners, of course. And they were first-time winner, And that's, that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Nick Foles dominated, and the rest is history. Tom, the day Tom Brady got outplayed by a backup, never going to forget that. It's just unbelievable, and that's why it's number two on my list. All right, last but not least, number one, Super Bowl forty-three. For many of you who have followed my podcast and listen and know that I'm a Pittsburgh fan, should find this to be no surprise. Super Bowl forty-three is my favorite Super Bowl and one of, if not the greatest Super Bowl of all time, at least in my lifetime. So Super Bowl forty-three, Pittsburgh and Arizona. Pretty good game, pretty great game overall. Although it didn't look bleak for us um, early on. We were in a back and forth game. Arizona's driving up before halftime. Many of you probably remember this play. I'm thinking, well, crap. If they score, it's not going to look good for us. We probably don't recover. For some reason, though, James Harrison drops back in coverage, which no one expected. I didn't even expect it. Kurt Warner shirts, I didn't expect it. Falls back into coverage instead of rushing the passer, which was his bread and butter. He decides to drop back instead, picks it off at the goal line, runs it back 100 yards as halftime expires. One of the most incredible plays I've ever seen in my life. 100-yard pick six by a huge linebacker, James Harrison. To this day, I still don't know how he did it, how he outran everybody. Fish jailed couple more yards would have caught him and that would have been it we wouldn't have scored and we wouldn't have had that momentum going in the second half but somehow like I said he pulled it off and Kurt Warner had no clue he was there at all I mean no one in the building expected that to happen I didn't expect that to happen but as soon as he caught it, I'm thinking okay big guy James Harris around with the ball I'm like all right can he score and then he gets he makes it. I'm like, he gets down inside the 20. I'm like, man, he's going to score. And then Fitzgerald comes out of nowhere, gets him at the last second. But it's about two yards too late, and he scores. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I'm freaking out, running around the house, thinking, this is incredible. How did this even happen? But the fact that we even got there was questionable, too. I mean, we had the hardest schedule that season. Once again, NFL loves screwing us like that. Tough a schedule. Playoffs would beat the Baltimore in the AFC Championship game, and we beat the um, Chargers, I believe, in the divisional round. Beating Baltimore is awesome, and it's awesome when Ryan Clark knocks the crap out of Willis McGahee. Literally knocked him out of the game. That was a freaking awesome hit. Forcing the fumble, game over. Super Bowl, here we come. Um, Cardinals had a good squad. Warner, um, of course, Fitzgerald. We all know about him. Edron James, which literally did nothing that game. Our defense really shut him down. We're the best defense that season, of course. And 
That was really the main reason we won. Although Ben did play better this Super Bowl than he did in the past, as I will mention later. Like I said, for the game itself, the tide really turned um, at the end of the half. If he doesn't um, return that picks 100 yards for a touchdown, it's still a close game, and we probably honestly don't win that game. No matter how great our defense was, I don't think we would have won. Well, there were some uh, heart-wrenching moments as well. I remember late in the fourth, Mitch Jail somehow gets wide open, like, in the seam over the middle, and nobody catches him. He catches it, and he's gone. I'm thinking, what the heck just happened? So I'm mad. Everybody's freaking out, thinking, oh, my goodness, he just he just scored. And I'm like, crap, we're down. Ben's going to have to win us this game. And I'm thinking, I don't know, can he do it? He hasn't really done it to this point. He's still been a game manager, but fortunately for us, Bruce Arians was our coordinator. But the game-winning drive did not start off well at all. We got like a holding call and the kick return. We're inside our goal line. Inside our uh, own 10, I mean. Near our goal line. I'm thinking, crap, it's over with, man. If somebody holds, the game's over with. Because I'll get the ball back. And it's two points for holding in the end zone. Safety. It's down for We're screwed. So I'm like, alright, you know, it's... Crunch time, and I'm thinking, crap, we're backed up. So Ben makes a couple good throws. Mahomes, I'm thinking, all right, you know, we're getting somewhere. Get inside the 20, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, getting near the red zone, in the red zone, and I'm thinking, all right, you know, what's gonna happen? Ben throws a great ball to Holmes in the. Uh, I think left corner, dude freaking drops the ball, and I'm thinking, oh my god, he just cost us the game. So I'm thinking, crap, it's over with, you know? And then Ben comes back, runs the same play to the other side, right side this time, I believe it was. It might have been the same side that he dropped it the first time. Throws the best pass of his life. I'm talking over two guys. Double, triple coverage over everyone. Drops it right in. Improbable once in a million throw. Right in the back corner. Toe taps. Secures it. Catches it. Game over. I'm freaking out. I'm running around thinking, what just happened? This can't be happening. It was incredible. We got our sixth Super Bowl established. To everyone that we were the premier franchise. Still are the premier franchise. Six is still the gold standard. Yes, New England caught us. But I don't care. Could us New England the best franchise in history of the NFL. And that game really is what cemented Ben's legacy, in my opinion. But also the franchise as a whole. I mean, Tomlin got his first ring. Should have more. Doesn't, unfortunately, but that really defined Ben's turning of the corner, I guess, if you will. Turning the page in his career. Transitioning from a game manager to a big-time top 15 quarterback. Putting him in the upper echelon of NFL QBs. And ever since that game, he's really been one of the top passers statistically in the league. And has no doubt in my mind submitted himself as a Hall of Famer. 
And there's no question he will not get in. There's not a question of whether he gets in or not. Excuse me. It's not if he gets in, but when he gets in. First ballot, probably not. But there's no reason you can keep him out after that game, especially. He gets one more, it's a wrap. Could have added against Green Bay, but of course we didn't. But it's whatever. You can't win them all. But he did have one of the most clutch drives of his career, clutch, clutch drives of his life. To this day, I still don't know how he did it. But he did. Clutch cast. The Tensons to San Antonio Holmes. Game over. That was really Holmes' highlight of his career, too. Won the MVP. After that, just kind of disappeared. And sucked after that. Went to the Jets, bounced around. He was never the same. After that game, not sure what happened. But he is a one-hit wonder. But he played great. And I am so happy that he made that catch after dropping the first one. It's really going to cost us. But technically the game still wasn't over. We kicked off. Warner got strip-sacked. And that was really the game after that. That really cemented the win for us. But it was incredible. Six ring. John Madden's last broadcast ever. And that was pretty special to me. Because one of my all-time favorite commentators ever was John Madden and Al Michaels. Great duo. That was John Madden's last game of his career before he retired. And what a way to go out. That was an incredible game. My all-time favorite Super Bowl. And it's not even close. It's Pittsburgh. It's our sixth ring. It's a great close game. One that about gave me a heart attack. Even though I was only 12 at the time, I still almost died from that. But, like I said, incredible game. Went back and forth. Really could have went either way. But overall, a great win. Really proved that Ben could get it done in the clutch. Through a once-in-a-lifetime pass. Literally, very few people could even... Throw one in there that perfect. Literally the definition of perfection. And to this day, I still don't understand how or why, how he did it. Like, I, I still don't know how he did it. But I'm so glad he did. That was freaking awesome. He's a gamer. He was a baller that game. Solidified himself in the franchise as the best in the NFL. And that's really what it's all about, folks. My favorite Super Bowl ever. Super Bowl 43, Pittsburgh, Arizona. Pittsburgh gets win number six. And, of course, asserts themselves as the best franchise in the history of the NFL. All right, that concludes another quarantine-filled episode of The Fanatic with your host, DP. Really appreciate you all for listening to my five all-time favorite Super Bowls. Yes, the list is biased. Yes, I don't give a crap. It is what it is. Yeah, those are my five favorites. Um, take it or leave it. Agree or disagree, I really don't care. These are my favorites, not yours. So I really don't give a crap about your opinion. But I do appreciate if you do listen to what I had to say today. 
once again, stay safe out there. Stay in your homes. Don't do anything stupid. Please continue to listen every Monday at 7 o'clock for more future quarantine-themed episodes. Once again, it's DP signing off. Stay classy, stay safe, stay inside. Don't do anything stupid. Later.